well, now, I, you know, what I yeah, thought was I, quality TV then. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to be like at the end of the episode cliffhanger, like, when's the next one? Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm so excited, you know. Right. And, and even looking back on it, too, I, I think I conflated um, I like the 400 Club and like all of those like non-denominational evangelical stuff with the Catholics. So I kind of like immediately thought they're all the same. It's somebody reading the Bible to me and um, this is, I'm never going to like this. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast for Catholic education and Catholics seeking education. This is Going Forth. Episode 4, Catholic Media Consumption. Anthony, I got a question for you today. Okay, okay, shoot. What is a healthier way to live? Eating the proper amount of vegetables, fruits, getting those proteins and grains, um, having them in healthy proportions day after day, meal after meal, and occasionally enjoying those delicious desserts or chocolate treats that your students mm. give you when they're worried they're going to fail finals? <laughs> God, or, or is it better to just eat the treats nonstop, the chocolate, the ice cream, um, mm. the Christmas cookies, mm-hmm. for you know days, weeks, months on end, and then at the end have that grueling journey of running or working out nonstop or trying to get break those bad habits that you've built up what, what's easier there what's better <laughs> well you're giving me a you know you give me a false dichotomy but i'll go with it yeah you gotta eat all your stuff all the time you've got to have a good balance i think every single day Though I'm, I'm probably living a lifestyle where I'm going to have to run that marathon at the end. <laughs> um, I still, you're right. We, I think we need to mix in those veggies, even though I, I do, broccoli sometimes gets in the way. Well, I, I asked because today we're talking about um, kind of Catholic media and media consumption, um, mm-hmm. social media, news media, television, Hollywood, um, all these things kind of coming together. And I, I think this a little analogy might help us navigate how how we should consider um, the way our media kind of creates or, or forms us, mm-hmm. either in a healthy way, closer to mm-hmm. Christ, or in an unhealthy way. Yeah. No, it, you. Uh, we talked about this in, just in personal conversations, but we both agree that our spirituality and our faith are formed by our surroundings. The, the people we surround ourselves with definitely impact us. And so if I am living in a bubble of, you know, I don't know, like kind of like promiscu- promiscuity or a religiousness or, or a, a religiosity or whatever it might be, or I'm living amongst a group of friends who are like, you know, very virtuous and they're, they're like encouraging me to be kind and, and challenging me to be a better person every day, then obviously my spirituality and faith is going to be formed along those lines. And that, it takes the same, um, that idea comes along when we talk about media because we're not always with our friends. We're not always with family. And the more I grow old, I think the media tends to kind of be like this almost social blanket that, that you envelop yourself in as you grow older, instead of having a lot of friends out there, we've got, sometimes we go to the media for our, I don't know, counsel and advice. I think so. Would you say? Yeah. 
I think I think that's I think that's accurate. And I guess before we get too far into this, we want to also clarify yeah. when we're talking about media, right? We're we're not railing against it in um, in some sort of partisan way, but we want to we want to acknowledge this is referring to the Snapchat in social media and Instagram that are that many of our students um, are immersed in that I myself and, and mm-hmm. are am immersed in and um, as well as some of the news and political commentary as well as the movies that people watch the television shows that we enjoy and you know make our lives somewhat more enjoyable or easy like we're not right. we're not opposed to these things but um, there's a healthy way to engage with all of this and we Catholics especially I think should be should be very conscious of how these things are forming us or shaping us right right I don't think we're saying we are trying to oppose all media like it's like dirty or something I mean I want to take the example of St. Paul when we go about this because he he was enveloped in the culture that was not Christian but he wanted to engage it with the Christian mindset. And so he would, you know, I love the story of him going to the, uh, the um, I think it's the Pantheon or Parthenon or whatever, uh, wherever the religious center is of the Roman world. And he sees all these altars to different gods. And I love it that he goes over to the one that is the altar of the unknown God and says, this is the God that I want to talk about. Because that that's immediately diving into the culture, but bringing the Christian message with him. And so when we're talking about media today, I think that's important that we we remember we, we are... We're not a people of the book. We are Catholic people. We believe in Christ as our center. As He's our, we we have a relationship with Him, and so every single thing we look to, we should be, I think, aware of our Catholicity and aware that each person we're communicating with, the person on the other end of the article or the or the or the podcast or the uh, you, the video, they also are connected to Christ in their essence and their human being, in their humanness. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, so. Do you want to start with uh, what kind of stuff we watched, what, what kind of media we consumed as kids and teenagers, and what stuff, like, I don't know, where we started out with? Yeah, you you go for it. Tell <laughs> okay. us about your childhood or when teenagers. I was a kid. Well, I think when I was a kid, the the media that I grew up with were obviously silly cartoons and like action packed movies and whatnot, and that weren't really substantive. I mean, I watched I watched a lot of Nickelodeon. I watched a lot of the Disney Channel. And while those were fun for as a kid, I, I honestly don't think that they all had a lot of meaning and meaningful content. And I mean, obviously, as a kid, that's not the point always. But now as I'm growing up, I'm starting to fill my my media content. Or I'm trying to look at look for media content with more meaning in it um, instead of just necessarily like consuming everything, you know. I don't just like open Netflix and just like what's the what's the thing with the best thumbnail? What's the thing that's most intriguing? I try to like look for more stuff. And as a kid, I was introduced to Catholic media, um, and I was immediately turned off to it. Um, I think because as a young person, we desire flashiness. You know, I mean, you go to you go to the store, you, you look on TV, everything's exciting. Everything's got big colors, big letters, and you know, it's got a, a cool slogan. Definitely graphic media is a thing of the secular world. It wasn't like a like the Catholic Church wasn't like on the forefront of this in the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a kid, I watched EWTN with my mom. And I felt it was like the cheesiest thing in the world. Like I think she watched the world over or something and like the graphics looked like they were made on a, uh, you know, like, I don't know, like Windows 98 computer. Um, even when she listened to Catholic radio, like the, the people on the Catholic radio didn't sound fun. 
they sounded like I was listening to a priest. Like it sounded like I was just listening to just another homily, which as a kid, a teenager was not exciting for me. Right. Um, you know, I don't know if you had similar experiences, but yeah, I, I my family did not watch EWTN. I occasionally would scroll past the channels where like ma- you know, something yeah, reli- something religious was on. Maybe it was mass. But I didn't ever stop long enough to even get a sense of it. You just knew like this is, you know, not not quality TV like Right. Well, now I, you know. What I yeah, thought was I w- quality TV then, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, I wasn't going to be like, at the end of the episode, cliffhanger, like, when's the next one? Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm so excited, you know. Right. And and even looking back on it, too, I, I think I conflated, um, I like, the 400 Club and, like, all of those, like, non-denominational evangelical stuff with the Catholics. So I kind of, like, immediately thought they're all the same. It's somebody reading the Bible to me, and I'm and this is I'm never going to like this. Yeah. Um, and so I immediately, like... At that young stage, even high school, I think it was probably 15, I think I just separated my faith from my media consumption, and I didn't I didn't even want to have anything to do with my faith in the media world. Um, and, and ultimately, the reason that I'm here talking to you now about this is actually because of Bishop Barron's movie, uh, or whatever, the Catholicism series. My mom got it for Christmas one year and she opened the pack and she was like super excited. It was like hundred dollar DVD set. And I, I was rolling my eyes and I, you know, expected my mom to get some sort of Catholic present for Christmas. And, um, that Christmas she actually made me sit down and watch the first episode and it shocked me. It blew my mind. And it's like 2009 or something that there was some sort of Catholic media outlet that was producing high quality stuff with, beautiful music, beautiful visuals. And then on top of that, the content was extraordinary. I remember Bishop Barron, like for 15 minutes, explaining why Jesus, what what made sense as, a, as the most important religious founder. And from then on, like my my desire for better Catholic media and, and, and like finding more about my faith through media has, has um, blossomed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, now both of us nowadays, I think, are fairly conscious and, and try to stay in tune with different either outlets or personalities. And um, I was just wondering, how has Catholic media or maybe r- religiously conscious media, I think, is mm-hmm. it's part of the distinction that we're trying to draw here. But Catholic media, how has Catholic media and religiously conscious media shaped us you in your faith um could you do you have an example that you might be able to think of yeah um i mean i think it's been i start when i when i look at catholic media now with this i don't know i guess eyes my eyes are a little bit more opened my faith um has has grown in in um an appreciation for like how do I say this? Somebody that's able to explain the faith in less than, you know, you know, in less than a homily where they're able to give you like a sound bite or some very wise saying that doesn't need, um, you know, that doesn't need me to like open the Bible, but it's like, here's the wise saying. And so I've actually come to appreciate some of the um, media formats that give you um, an idea or something that doesn't on the outside look immediately Catholic, but is truly Catholic. I mean, for example, I think when I when you've sent me articles from Ross Douthat, when I read his articles, 
I immediately know that this guy is a Catholic, but nowhere is he always, I mean, not nowhere, but I don't often find him like quoting the scriptures, but I find him like embodying it with every, the way he treats other people in interviews, the way he like, speaks about things. He is definitely um, a good, like that's, I think he's improved my devotion because of, uh, I don't know, simplicity, I guess. I think that's, I don't know if that's a good explanation of how it's improved my faith. Okay. Okay. Were, we, were you looking for something else? Um, no, no, no. I, I, yeah. As I, as you mentioned, I definitely appreciate Ross Douthit. I think he provides. He's just got some incisive, very cogent arguments um, that certainly seem to stem from his his Catholic faith. And that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that that other you know intellectual Catholics don't disagree with him or or poke holes in right. some of the things that he says. But that. Um, when when the Catholics who disagree with them disagree with them, they do so on a on a foundation of Catholicism that I I also find um, valuable. And so to that end, um, I've really appreciated um, having a Common Wheel subscription for any educators out there, teachers, parents, um, administrators. I think Common Wheel is a, a pretty great quality magazine that explores some of the issues of our world from the perspective of um, Catholicism, especially a lot of lay writers. Um, It's independent, whereas America Magazine obviously is run kind of by the Jesuits. And so not that that's a fault, but I've appreciated the the challenges that Commonweal has posed to my own faith. So um, on Commonweal has not been afraid to criticize maybe um, or the bishops, or maybe not criticize, but critique and, and kind of um, ask them to to refocus or, or provide a certain direction to the church as a, a witness in our culture. And mm-hmm. whether or not I agree with that, I think there's a healthy dialogue that's going on because of media outlets like Commonweal. And um, maybe on the the more right-leaning side would be First Things magazine, which isn't necessarily Catholic, but has deals with a lot of those religious questions that I think likewise raises some very valuable points that it, had I never you know clicked on those links, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been exposed to. And I'm, I'm very grateful for the ongoing dialogue, dialogue that those um, those publications provide. But these are maybe a little, I don't know if highbrow is the word, but but not always suited for some of our audience who may be high right. school or, or college. Um, but but that's one way that the dynamic within Catholic media has strengthened my own faith. Well, and I think um, when I was younger, this stuff, I don't know if this stuff that's geared towards teenagers existed. You, you made me think more actually of how, the, how media has helped my faith. Um, and... Uh, this didn't exist at the time, but I think I had something like this in my own like bubble of uh, community. Um, when I was in high school, we had an art of film class, and my art of film class got me interested in looking at movies and media and Hollywood stuff with a purpose in mind, not just to look at the con- like how it was created and whatnot. That's cool, but to look at like the message from from the director. And so now they have, there are many outlets for this. Uh, the Jesuit Post is a, 
often a small blog that has little blurbs from films or about films and they try to bring in the catholic um, culture in, into it uh, the new catholic generation is a youtube channel that oftentimes does little um, media previews and then uh, media reviews of films and, and how they affected their catholic faith and it's usually a panel of like four or five young catholics i think they're at the franciscan university of steubenville and they, they kind of like cycle through um, people that go through there and they do a good job of critiquing the art of Hollywood and trying to pull out what is what is valuable for Catholics. Like I think they did one on Stranger Things, and they they do them on the young kid movies, and, and you know it's it's a good purview of all the Hollywood stuff, not just the stuff that we could immediately see as Catholic. Gotcha. And that, and to the, and that's go ahead. I was gonna say to that end, um, I've have this semester had students listening to. I gave them options from four different podcasts: the Catholic mm-hmm. Feminist, um, Catholic Comments out of Creighton University, the Father Mike yeah. Schmidt's podcast, and Bishop Barron's Word on Word on Fire. Nice. And my, you know, fifteen-year-old freshman boys absolutely loved Father Mike Schmidt's. They, yeah. he, and he has that style where he takes something that's unassuming, um, not overtly religious, and. Right. And he draws these connections to some of the richness of our Catholic theological um, teachings and the practices of our faith and spirituality. And, and right. I think he's he's great. He's another inspiration, I'd say, for why I I do this, why I why I continue to love my job as a Catholic educator. So right. I'd recommend checking out Father Mike Schmitz, especially for um, young people. Right, and and we and we do this on our own, but I think what's interesting is. You know, you and I will chat about things we've seen in the media, and and there are Catholic people out there producing content, podcasts, articles, whatever. And I think that for for us, you know, speaking to students and to families, I think it's good to find somebody who can help you along that journey. I, I don't. I love watching movies. That's like you know that I'm a movie buff, and so whenever I watch a film, I always try. After I'm done, I always try to get into that. But that's I've been trained for that. But I think that there's a. a, a what I'm saying is I think that may be a good suggestion for listeners that find somebody who can help you understand movies. Like when I watch Walking Dead or I watch Breaking Bad and those really kind of films you and TV shows you wouldn't assume are Catholic. We would have conversations in the car about Breaking Bad. Even though there's morbidly apprehensible stuff, we could grasp some sort of like spiritual nugget of goodness in there. Yeah. And I, and I appreciated that from our conversations, but definitely there's media out there that's doing that. Well, better than we are so and and that's i think part of that is just it's it's quality it's art right it's not yeah. it's not like your your pop crap television that mm-hmm. you know, that that some you know that's so common and is so mm-hmm. cheap to produce quite honestly right. but it, it provides you something to chew on that you know what no matter your what your re- religious um, background is you you right. kind of recognize these questions are valuable but i i want to mention um, I'm glad you yeah, mentioned yeah. Breaking Bad and Walking Dead mm-hmm. shows that I love. Um, we we've watched some of them together when we were living in um, community. But one question I ask my students, and I would encourage all of our listeners to think about, is think of your top five, you know, favorite shows from either now or in the past. And I think of things like Seinfeld, Friends, yeah. Everybody <laughs> Loves Raymond. The um, I re- yeah, The Office. Uh, I recently got into Parks and Recreation, you know, that funny yeah. funny kind of lighthearted 
shows. And then I also obviously like Walking Dead and Breaking Bad, but especially those ones that are more popular, those first five I mentioned. Um, who, is there a single character in this show that's actively religious? And I, I think even no. a, sh- like yeah. a show like Everybody Loves Raymond is obviously family life and, and uh, Patricia Heaton is a wonderful, prominent oh. Catholic who's been very outspoken uh, about her pro-life commitment. Um, but, but there is not a single character in these shows that is shown um, like going to Mass on a regular basis. I yeah. think in Everybody Loves Raymond, I should say, they do go to Mass a few times. That's And it's not just like, oh, here's a wedding scene, so we have to show them with some religious yeah. figure, right? Or, or yeah. a funeral. They, they do go to Mass on a few occasions. Um, but the um, straightforward kind of questions of faith that I think you and I and Catholic families and my students regularly engage with, Mm-hmm. They, they don't make their way into these really um, common national and, and excellent television shows that, that we watch. And I think that's something that, um, I don't know. I don't know if I, re- I didn't realize this until probably I was, already, I was teaching high school students <laughs> because I, I see the yeah. stuff they say and, and they're wonderful and inspiring and hope-filled in, in so many ways, but... I also see some of their reflections and their writings, and I think to myself, this isn't like grounded on Catholicism. This is some sort of, mm-hmm. you know, culturally given or cult- or assumed kind of position. Or it's the it's the default. I think it, it's the default that God wants us to succeed and and work hard and and right. and it lacks some su- some substance, you know, and. and I- yeah. I, I don't know how to diagnose that, but I think I experienced the same thing where you experience kind of almost a pseudo Christianity through the media that they're really good people a lot of the time. You yeah. know, in the office, there's some really great people. You're like, oh, they're funny, they're 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 virtuous, but then at the same height, you're like, they don't have, I don't know, they don't have. Uh, it's almost as if you're the, if you're religious in a, in a TV show, you're a caricature of religion. And that, like yes. you know, you're you're a fanatic, and I'm like, whoa, like yeah, maybe I maybe yeah. that's what I do look like on the outside, and I'm yeah. just not entirely aware of that. But at the same time, I'm all, yeah. I feel like I'm a part of ever I'm a part of the community, I'm a part of the culture, and yet I don't think there's ever a representation of a very devout Catholic in the media. I think no, I don't, and I don't know, like I think you're diagnosing a a, a situation among well modernity. I don't I don't really know how to like address that and and another way of looking at this is not just through the lens of my students but I think to myself if I didn't go to mass you know every week and I didn't have friends like Anthony the religion teacher and I didn't teach in Mm -hmm. a Catholic school and I was you know many people many millennials of our generation or many kids in college or high school right now who Mm -hmm. you know faith for whatever reason they're at a stage where it's not the central focus if you fall out of the practice of faith and you don't intentionally seek out those religious questions in you know writings or movies or whatever where is your perception of christianity or catholicism coming from Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. it it, does it all just start to blur together with 
oh, that, that Catholic priest is, you know, the same as the people who stand outside the convention center with signs that say how everyone's going to hell. Because th- right. that worries me, you know. that and, and occasionally, I shouldn't even say occasionally, I think more frequently than I, I really expect, I, I have people my own age who know me and, res- and we're having some conversation. And there comes a point where, they ask a question that seems to suggest that I they think I'm a fundamentalist. Like like mm-hmm. they they've read so much about like Christ, like Christians in the media being terrible that they that they they have um, you know squashed all of all the diversity of opinion and thought that exists in in all the denominations of Christianity to um, some some simplicities that um, are politically convenient to share. Right. And I, oh man, it, I, we can't solve the world's problems <laughs> in a 20 minute podcast, but you're, you, you um, hit the nail on the head with that. I'm, I'm trying to formulate in my mind how to come up with a solution. And I, and I, that's just cause I'm a man. I, th- I think that's part of being, being a man. I want to find a solution, but I don't know if there is. I think that, with this situation we have where Catholic, um, the, 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 if you say Catholic in, in, in a television show or, or even in the media sometimes, it just immediately can be, you know, there's like assumptions and, you know, red flags go up about everything that um, is uh, controversial about the faith. And I think the reason that we're talking about this today is because we have pretty good, I mean, we have a unite you and I consume a lot of Catholic media that is not just the, um, it's, it's not just the, uh, image that the media wants to give us. It's got like depth in, um, in emotional depth. Like I think that there's some, a lot of good reflections on the faith in America magazine. I think that, um, Crux has some really awesome news stories about the church. I think Bishop Barron is really keenly aware of the modern world. Um, I like one Peter five and Ross doubt that because of their, their like devotion to logical consistency. Whenever I read one Peter five, it's always very logical. And even the Catholic feminist, I digest this media, um, in an attempt to see the different fringes of the Catholic faith. And, and the, here's the, here's the reality that I might, maybe you, you can agree to all of this stuff is American, I think. And so I'm digesting only the Catholic media that's, in America. And so there, there is stuff out there from other cultures, from other, you know, from, from Africa, from Asia, from South America, that I'm not digesting. And so honestly, this is only a little sound bite of what's going on in the Catholic faith. Yeah. And the, the what, universal church. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, That's, I think Twitter exposes me a little bit to some of those controversies and differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe not just controversies, but some of those, some, some of those differences, conversations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but but you're absolutely right. Is our our world, our conception of Catholicism, is oftentimes you know constrained to that still American Catholicism, which isn't mm-hmm. isn't um, a bad thing. It's not. Mm-hmm. I don't believe the bishops in the Catholic Church in America is is a terrible thing. But it, you know they you're not going to be hurt from having that more universal, um, worldly, um, kind of roundly informed perspective. Right. And I think we framed the conversation kind of 
in a, in a universal manner that this can apply not just to Catholics. I, honestly, this is a, a framework that can apply to everyone. I think the goal here is to say, media, it, we need to be scrutinous or scrutinous. We need to be, uh, I guess, have scrutiny. When have scrutiny when when reading any or reading and consuming any media and use our brains instead of just like turning it off you know for entertainment purposes use our brains when thinking and then engage in the conversation and that applies not just to catholic media it applies to all media so like for example my dad like i love my dad to death but there was a time in my life where every time i come home it's fox news fox news fox news and on the other side i had a lot of family members who only listen to cnn or only listen to npr and I, and I honestly think that some of those outlets might be great media formats, but we need to like get a little bit here and there. And, and I think maybe it'd be wise to chat maybe towards the end of this about how we can uh, turn off the media sometimes and, and listen to the silent voice that is not always just the, world, the voice of the world, but the voice of the, the world beyond. But another example that I've thought of recently watching um, Parks and Rec is they've mentioned the word Catholic like three huh. times and every time I, I like turn you know if I'm not looking <laughs> I look at it and I'm like you huh? know I want to know the context or I remind myself what's going on in the scene and it always has a negative connotation and it's not that it's like I'm being attacked and we're all gonna die and run oh. for the hills you know <laughs> grab your crucifixes and get out of this place it's <laughs> it's like why is there a pot can we can we ever just inject some sort of positive Im- yeah. image of of catholicism within a show like that and and that shows yeah. a satire but like i may and maybe my senses are more tingly for the word catholic than for lutheran but i i don't think <laughs> i really don't think the show has mentioned other denominations but they've mentioned right. oh that catholic priest or like a few times and i'm I'm just, I'm a little, yeah. you know. Yeah, there, I think I cry. Uh, is what I'm saying. I cry hard. <laughs> no. There was okay. Here, well, here's what I will say. There was a point in a recent show where I, I was pretty blown away by the representation of this Catholic priest, and he was talking to this woman about going to confession, and, and I, it actually was surprising. I don't know who, what show it was or what Hollywood director, but I was impressed. And I think there are some people out there who are getting a better purview of what Catholicism is. And that's why I appreciate some of these people at the forefront of media. Like Fulton J. Sheen is my example from, you know, 40 years ago. But Bishop Barron is my example now. And you obviously mentioned Father Mike Smith's. But there are other young, young up-and-coming lay people who are good examples of Catholics. And the more these people get noticed, the more people will be, I think, I don't want to say converted, but um, their image of what a Catholic is will be changed. Um, that's why I'm, I am so appreciative of them when I can't, you know, express myself to people that don't believe similar to me, similarly to me. I ex- I appreciate them because they are far better in their, um, I don't know, how, yeah, how they present themselves to the world. You know, I, much as Stephen Colbert gets on my nerves sometimes because I'm, he's, yeah, I don't know. I, I love the guy. He's hilarious, but, and he's good Catholic, but he does a really good job of relating to the modern world that I, I do not. And so I rely on these people in in the spotlight to hopefully help the world see us better. And, and so Parks and Rec doesn't have as many bad jokes about Catholics. Yeah. Um. No, and, I, and, and I, to go back to your Stephen Colbert point, I think there's 
I, I too am frustrated in part because there's so much sort of political baggage he brings with mm-hmm. him to mm-hmm. his new role, which is less political, um, obviously, and has yeah. this hopefully free spirit and and uh, positive sort of unitive quality for the for the United States. Ultimately, mm-hmm. is I think what late night is supposed to do, but mm-hmm. but regardless of what I think about his political opinion on this that or the other right i think he heightens the conversation to, or he raises the conversation about religion to a more serious level he he doesn't shy away from his his catholicism um right he he like challenged um bill maher bill maher mm-hmm. and he had a little mm-hmm. conversation with patricia heaton and mm-hmm. you know that's just that's a wonderful thing and i think that that is should be should be, um, you know, rewarded within I, the Catholic sphere. We should recognize that that's a positive thing. Right. <clears throat> right. That's good. I think I think we've got a pretty good tour of the Catholic media and how we how we digest it, but also how we hope that the world begins to digest it. Okay. So, Mike, finishing up this conversation, I think it's important that we uh, put a little bookend here. We could talk all day about the different things going on in the media world, but um, as Catholics, we also need to recognize that mm, sometimes we wrap ourselves in a storm of media with articles and movies and videos all the time. And I I do appreciate the Ignatian um, tradition that challenges us to be silent sometimes. And maybe in the future we can do a podcast on uh, how we can be more silent in our faith and listen to listen to the spirit moving within us instead of the, yeah. the world always. Yeah. Where, where do we set limits on our sort of media consumption habits right. to make room for that silence and spirituality? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, good. Well, speaking of media, maybe uh, y'all out there listening could uh, help us improve in our, in our quality and content. Yeah. So please go to um, iTunes or wherever you, wherever you, get this podcast i guess and mm-hmm. um rate us you know only if it's good don't rate us if, you, <laughs> if you're at the 35 minute marker and don't like it but um but yes rate us and um you know give us a little review we'd love to hear from people who are looking for you know topics that we might as educators have some insight into or some mm-hmm. some awareness about um, because we're, we're always looking for ideas and uh, would love to hear from others. So head on over to iTunes. You can always drop us a line at goingforthpodcast at gmail.com. Um, so why don't we end with prayer, Mike, and let's offer some petitions and then uh, let's wrap it up. In the name of the Father, Father Son, Son Holy Spirit. and the Holy Spirit. I'd like to offer um, a prayer of thanksgiving. Um, in this Advent season, I'd like to thank God for the uh, the gift of all of the people who have inspired us to engage in the media. Um, I, I'd like to ask a prayer of intercession from Fulton J. Sheen and ask a prayer of thanksgiving for um, Bishop Barron and uh, Father Mike Smith for their inspiration in guiding us to uh, begin this podcast. Um. Watch over my students um, who have really impressed me um, on the, on some of their finals, which sounds maybe <laughs> un, un, a non-spiritual, I guess. But truthfully, um, you know, you you can see on some of these finals and some of their reflections um, 
about justice issues. I had seniors write about systemic justice or systemic injustices and freshmen write about, um, you know, the importance of faith. And I was truly kind of inspired by some of the answers I got. Um, so for them and for um, the homes that they go go to this Christmas break, um, that they might be nurtured in their faith during this wonderful period of celebration. Great. And why don't we say a quick prayer, um, the Susie Pay, um, if I remember it right. Go for remember it. it. I'll let I'll let you do it just so we're not talking over each other. I, I think I know what it is. I, I uh, take Lord, receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. You have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. In the name of the Father, the Son, Son Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Mike, another good one uh, in the books. Thanks, Anthony.